Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. So why do we like fairy tales so much? Well, I think one of many reasons is because they take us out of reality for a little while and they would kind of let us escape. I know. I have always loved, loved, loved the, the land of make-believe. Yes, I know you do. And, and when I have always joked with you, so I think since day one, about how you really do live in that land far, far away. And, and sometimes <laughs> I like to go there with you, and sometimes it's a very, very scary place. But <laughs> before we get too far into um, our land of make-believe, we just want to remind everyone that you are listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we're going to have more information about today's show and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Well, I am going to go into the the land far, far away and talk a little bit about um, just even this week of all things Cinderella. Because I I do find, and maybe this is just me um, aging or something, but I find that it seems there's a trend in our culture where Instead of going into the the land far, far away and still believing in fairy tales and the happily ever after, that we have a culture where we're we're so into um, realism versus uh, just the idealism, and you can see it in the books and the movies that are coming out, even for the younger kids of how they're marketing. And I think we need to be really aware as parents because. Um, as you know, Lise, I, I am an avid reader and I will read pretty much every book that someone, you know, puts down on the table. But, um, lately with, you know, you have the hunger games and you have divergent and you have all these books that it can be pretty negative and, and really dark, which is fine. I'm, I'm not, I, I remember when Harry Potter came out and everybody was, you know, saying, don't let your kids read it. And, and I did. Because I read it along with them, and we had great discussions. Um, so I, I'm not being an advocate of you know don't read the the dark book, you know don't go to the dark side. But I do think we have to have that balance and make sure that you're pouring into your kids as well as yourself um, on you know not that it has to be all things Cinderella. But, you know, obviously, you know, having that time with, with God and making sure that your kids get that balance, even if I, I know, um, you know, as we're going through the story at church, it's been really neat because at breakfast, I just sit there and read it out loud, even if it's just a couple pages every morning, just making sure that you're also filling your head and filling your heart with the incredible, wonderful, fabulous things that, that God is doing and be able to look past in the history 
of the Old Testament and also going into the New Testament. So um, you you have that as well. But um, here I am standing on, on and preaching to the choir. I did all things Cinderella this week, and it was so much fun because I started out, and I would highly recommend Cinderella the Broadway play. If for those of you who grew up with those songs in my own little corner, there, yes, we grew up with those. It, it's just, it was truly enchanting. I found myself just sitting there with this Snoopy smile. And of course, because I have always loved that, um, my, my girls have always watched it with me. So they know, you know, every word in the song. So we were literally leaning into each other, singing along um, with them. And it's just, it's an incredible musical. And, uh, it, it, one of the funny things is I'm way too frugal when we were there. I didn't want to buy the t-shirts that are like $25 for a t-shirt. Then I go and we spend the next day shopping and everything at Disney is that expensive. It was really crazy. Cinderella is the hot thing right now. And, um, so I ended up, you know, buying a $25 Cinderella Sure, outside of having the experience of buying it there, you know, at the Gamage and blah, blah, blah. But you know what is cool about when you buy those shirts and the merchandise? Because it helps you remember that, um, just that experience you had. You wear that shirt and it takes you to that place of, of you know, that magical moment when you're sitting with your daughters and you're watching, you know, the play of Cinderella. And that's what's so cool about, you know, sometimes these merchandise, it's like you look at it, it's outrageous. And when you can, but it's, sometimes it's a, I remember when, which is what we're going to talk about later in the show, is like the significance of remembering when and going back and remember those moments. So I think that's cool that you actually splurged. And Well, you I, know, it's, it's funny you say that, Lise, because you're, you are better about that, like capturing the moment. I am way, I'm just practical. I think growing up, when we would go to the state fair or when we would go to carnivals, my mom would bring egg salad sandwiches. You know, you would smell the churros and smell those, you know, fried burritos or whatever. And we were, we just couldn't afford it, so we didn't have any of that. Um, and I find that I kind of, it, I'm in that same mindset when I go places. Like, oh no, we can't. You can't do that. That's just a waste of money. But I remember going to Legend City or to State Fair. And you remember those long straw, those sticks that would have the bobble head or something floating, a star, whatever. It was kind of like a balloon on a stick. Do yeah. you remember? Yeah. They would, you know, be bobbing and you could see them. And I wanted one of those things so badly. And it was just, you didn't even ask because you knew anything here outside of the ticket that we got in was not acceptable. You just weren't going to do it. So I, I, I think look, many times we, we stay in that mindset that you, you can't enjoy, you know, having that experience or it's just, you know, it's too costly. So that's funny that you say that because it is, you're, you're so right. It's, it's, you're capturing that and you can go crazy with that too. Cause I've known people where they can't afford it and you, you just keep going further and further and further. Cause it's like, Oh, I'll, I'll pay this later. But when you have those magical moments and those moments like you did this week, like even with you went and saw the movie um, and the play, and it's like, you know, the, the, the land of make-believe and, and fairy tale, they do think we all want to believe that our lives can be a fairy tale. 
And, um, you know, and fairy tales are full of the, you know, the good and the evil. And that's, you know, intrigue and tension and conflict and, um, you know, all of that, which is like the story of our lives. And sometimes, you know, we're talking about, because just yesterday we were, um, I remember you brought a box of stuff over um, and, and it was stuff, memories from, uh, you know, several years ago of, of, you know, like trainings we did and, you know, DVDs that, you know, and all these kind of things. And you pull them out of the box and it was just so fun because it took you back to that place where you're going, I remember. And, you know, we had these brochures that had our pictures and we were laughing because at the time when the pictures were taken and they were on these brochures, we're like, ugh, we're cringing because we didn't like the picture. Now, you know, 10 years later, we're like, you know what? They weren't so bad because <laughs> now that we actually a really good picture. picture. I know. Now that we ten years ago, I like that picture. And you know what? So many times life is that way. We want to live it backwards because you know at the moment you go, I don't like that. Ten years, it's all perspective. Because ten years later, you go, you know what? That was a pretty good picture because you've changed and you know the things have changed. So sometimes it's really it's fun to look back and remember when and, and you know and to hold on to those memorable tangible things that take you to that place and to those magical moments that allow us just to escape and just um, experience life kind of with fresh eyes and just a new awareness. That was one of the things that we, you know, just talking about, okay, what do we want our listeners to walk away with today? And it's yesterday when we were going through at one point you look at this box I mean it was a big box but still it's a box that 15 years of a section of your life is wrapped up in this box and yet that reflection being able to go through it and talk about it is so important and it it even you know talks about that in the bible to take that time to reflect and we were sharing stories with each other and um, just understanding why we felt a certain way. You know, you felt so sad during this moment or at this point, you know, some of those conferences, we were just ecstatic. And I, I remember at one point that we were talking with one of our prayer intercessors, Lynn Boyce, and she said, don't you wish you could come up with some like, you know, when you think of back in the Old Testament when they were, you know, sacrificing, that you could have some type of celebratory thing just to say thank you, Jesus, for this just incredible ministry and what the opportunities that you've given us and, and allowed us to be able to go on this path with you and um, to be able to reflect on even that, to go, okay, the gratitude that you feel in just joining God. And it just it's good to take that time to go, what made us sad? What made us ecstatic? What did we do with that? For It puts things in perspective for future actions and, and changes of what we can tweak. And it helps you just move forward, follow your intuition. I know we talked about so many times when we had gut feelings about you know certain things that we didn't really respond to. We didn't communicate to each other um, until later that now we go, Hey, as soon as you have a gut feeling like that, we need to improve it. You know, look at that experience and look at those realities and go, okay, what do we need to do now? So those are some of the things that we've, we've been able to capture and know that in that reflection, it really does help. 
Well, and I like the saying by Soren Kierkegaard, which I kind of alluded to earlier, but life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forward. And I think that's such a, a significant message just to remember. You know, you have to, it's good to take time to remember when and to go back over and see the journey and appreciate it and be grateful and be grateful for all those times. And what can I learn from it as I, as I live in this moment and I, and I move toward a future that, you know, I, I want to I help create with God, but what do I need to do in this moment? but looking back and learning from the past. I think that is just an important thing that we need to take time to just do that and to be still. But we're going to take time to take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by our first guest. And we're going to get to hear her incredible story um, and, and intrigue and all of that. So stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. When adventure and excitement beckon, where do you go? Sometimes a world of wonders closer than you think. If you're looking for something fun or something cool and unique, come check out the city of Kilgore, Texas. Their historic Main Street features amazing shopping and dining experiences in their down-home atmosphere. Visit the world's richest acre or go see the oil museum and relive the glory days of Kilgore's oil-rich past. For family fun and wonderful touring experiences, visit Kilgore. It's It's dynamite dynamite in a a small package. package. Brought to you by the City of Kilgore and Kilgore's Main Streets Project. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we were talking about all things enchanting as we discussed spring break and doing everything Cinderella. And so now we get to chat with a gal that is incredible in her writing. She is the New York Times bestselling author. She has sold 6 million copies worldwide. She's the winner of three Carol Awards, a Christian Retailer's Choice Award, and a Romantic Times Book Reviews Career Achievement Award, among others. Well, in 1994, Terry Blackstock was writing secular romance novels under two pseudonyms when a spiritual awakening prompted her to switch gears. Her newly awakened faith wove its way into the tapestry of her popular suspense novels, offering hope instead of despair. Terry has been married to her husband, Ken, for 23 years, and we want to hear everything we possibly can, Terry, about how 
you took these um, this that secular way of writing and you had this incredible awakening and now how you're turning it in, um, from despair into hope. So welcome, Terry. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me here. Uh, um, well, I, you know, I when I switched gears, I really uh, was kind of uh, looking for a, a completely new start. And so what I was reading at the time was suspense novels. I was reading John Grisham and Mary Higgins Clark and books like that. And so when I started over uh, in the Christian market, I decided that I would write suspense under my real name, Terry Blackstock. And um, yeah, I had learned my craft in the secular world, and I brought those lessons with me into the uh, Christian market. And, you know, it was, um, it was, I expected to sort of be tainted. You know, I expected people to not want to publish me because um, I had written for the romance market and had made a lot of compromises over the years um, in the interest of selling books. And, you know, my books at that, by the end of that time were as, um, as graphic as any others out there. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it was a big change for me, but I did it because I had repented and I really wanted to write books that glorified God. And that's, that's had to be like a hard shift just to, um, I mean, it's, it was, it was, first of all, a heart transformation for you. And then you realizing, okay, now I've got to change, you know, even my, my career, kind of what what yeah. I do, yeah. and, and I really stuff. didn't know if I would be able to continue writing. I, you know, I even when I got down on my knees and and repented of of the things that I had held out because I was a Christian when I went into that market, but there were things that I had compartmentalized and and sort of held back from God. And when I got down on my knees and did that, I said, Lord, if I can never even write again, if you don't want me to write anything, that's fine. Just, you know, I just want to be free of guilt and and this conviction that I've been under. And, um, you know, God led me right into the the Christian market. And at that time, there wasn't much suspense in the in that market. It was mostly prairie romance and um you know, preachers in jeopardy and that kind of thing. But um, God just led me right into it at exactly the right time when they were looking to broaden. That that is that's cool how the God's timing so many times. You know, it's like okay, it's ready. Okay, you talked about how when you were, I I like how you said I compartmentalize because I think so many of us do that. And you know, we're like I'm a believer, but this part of my life I'm going to compartmentalize. Yeah. you know, we don't even realize we do it sometimes. It just, we just do it to survive or because, you know, we're getting fed from, you know, and encouraged in that way. But you talked about, you know, you were, you were a Christian and you were, yeah, you were, com, com, you know, categorizing, compartmentalizing. And then you had this kind of spiritual awakening and you don't have to go into the details, but what, what, de, um, what defines a spiritual awakening to you that was so significant that you go, okay, this is going to change my whole writing career. Cause that's really significant. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's one thing to be a Christian, then you go, okay, but no, now I'm really following 
Yes. yes. Well, I'll tell you, I had um, my husband, who I thought was a Christian, um, and we went to church every Sunday, and we even taught, uh, you know, classes. Um, he came home one day and told me that he had just been listening to Christian radio, which he would have never done. He was a rock and roll buff and would mm-hmm. never have have landed on a Christian station. But it was a God thing. He, he happened on a a radio show and somehow whatever they said it penetrated so deeply that he literally pulled his car over and gave his life to Christ mm. and it changed everything about him um from then on he was different and i began watching him with his his newfound faith uh and and i started remembering you know, back when I was a new Christian and how excited I was and how I wanted to tell everybody. And he was wanting to get into different kinds of ministry. And I realized I can't really do that because I have this writing career that is not very Christ-like. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's really what prompted it. I finally came under such intense conviction that I, that I had to make a change. Well, wow. did you have to take some time in there? Like I, you needed some time to just kind of break away to think it through and to kind of redefine who you were as an author? Uh, yes. It, you know, in fact, I didn't actually get down on my knees and, and repent until after, you know, months and months of conviction. Uh, it was a very hard choice for me. Um, but when I did that, I immediately felt such relief, you know, and just such trust in God that whatever he did with me from, from that point on, it would be his plan. And, um, yeah, I, I had to learn sort of the, how to write faith-based fiction, how to, how to work a, a faith-based message into the tapestry of my books so that it wasn't just you know, plug in a prayer here and there. I really wanted to tell stories about people like I was, you know, people who were flawed and who made mistakes and messed up and made wrong choices and wound up in in uh, horrible situations, you know. And um, I, I wanted to see ordinary people in jeopardy and, and show God's provision through that. Mm. Well, Terry, I have to tell you, I am so excited um, about your book because I, as much as you compartmentalized writing, I compartmentalized what I read. And um, I finally, you know, I was reading Dinar Coons. Are you familiar with yes, him? Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, Stephen King. And I, I just, I love those kind of, of thrillers. And after a while, I started going, okay, what am I putting in my head um, which is, you know, it's all relative and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I love suspense. And you're right. There's just the, the prairie, you know, books that are out there. Or if you want to read, you know, some great Amish books, I have all kinds of names. And and they're good books, but it's different. It's a whole different way of, of how you feel when you're reading versus some yeah. of the thrillers that – so um, I'm excited that, that this has happened where you can now um, – take your writing skills and tweak it into the suspense because there aren't that many authors that Christian authors that are out there writing that way. Um, are you familiar with Francine Rivers? Yes. Okay. Yeah. She's a friend. 
Oh, I just love her. And she was also. Um, yes. Uh, we actually knew each other, or I knew her. She probably didn't know me, but I knew her when we were riding uh, in the romance market, and um, I would see her at national conferences and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, yes, she came out of that market as well and and gave her writing to Christ and has, has been a, a wonderful storyteller ever since. Um, and some of her books are classics, really, in the Christian community. Yeah. Well, um, you know, many people feel like just as you and I are talking about, yeah, we kind of compartmentalized uh, what you're doing, even though you're a Christ follower. Um, you feel like you've done things in your life. Maybe they're out of order, quote unquote. Uh, what do you think about so many times people feel that God holds those things against us? Um, what are your emotions on this? Well, you know, this book that I'm, um, I've just had come out, uh, Twisted Innocence, is about that very thing because Holly, my character in this book, has done everything out of order. She's, and she's just given birth to a baby and she's not married. And, um, you know, the fact is that there are a lot of us out there who, who are like that. A lot of us who have made horrible choices and our culture you know encourages it and um but then you know like holly you find yourself with the consequences in holly's case um the baby is a a huge blessing in her life but it's also you know she has to deal with the consequences of being a single mom and that's hard but also you know some other consequences come into her life um and really turn things upside down and put her and her baby in danger. Um, so that's what that book is about. And it's, you know, I really hope to reach all those people out there who feel like they've done things out of order and and even feel that God might be disgusted with them because of their choices. Um, and I just want to show them that he has big plans for them. Um, he had big plans for me. And he, and it's the same way for each of each of us. Well, and it's interesting because you know, just listening, you know, there we always say there's there's this power in the story, and you know, obviously that is so true for you because you write the story. But you know, like in your book, Twisted Innocence, you, you know, you talk about the the messy issues and the messy things in a lot in people's lives, and a lot of times we look at our own lives and all we can see is the messiness, and we we kind of you know we get stuck on that, and we allow that to define us and seeing. Instead of seeing the rest of the story and how God redeems and restores. And, you know, that's what's so powerful about your own personal story is, is you see how God trans, you know, transformed your writing now into a new genre and, and, and something very powerful and just even more impactful and inspiring and how he's using that. And, um, you know, that's just encouraging other people how God does redeem our stories. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I am I am Holly's author. I'm the one who created her and and I have, you know, grown her character over this series. And, you know, as the author of her, I am not ever disgusted by her. I'm always even when she's messing up, I'm thinking, oh, I love this character. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to show how she grows and how she changes. And that's how God is with us as the author and perfecter of our faith. Um, you know, he, he 
looks at us and he understands what got us where we are. He understands how we're wired, what family we grew up in. He knows all of that. Terry, we're going to take a break right here and we're going to come back and continue this conversation. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90 plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one of a kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm Free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we are back with New York Times bestselling author Terry Blackstock. Her goal is to entertain with page-turning plots while challenging her readers to think and grow. And she hopes to remind them they're not alone. Their trials have a purpose. She has told her personal testimony on a number of national television programs, including The 700 Club and Home Life, as well as numerous radio programs across the country. Of course, Girlfriend at Radio being the top number one um, show that she loves to be on. So welcome back, Terry. Thanks. And Terry, you were talking about Holly, your character, and how um, she sometimes feels like she's just disgusting God. And it, it made me think of, I just heard something recently um, that I, I really hadn't thought about, that we are so narcissistic um, just as humans that even in our sin, 
we, it's all about us. And when you said that about how we we're always feeling like, oh, we're messing up and oh, how could, you know, you hear that so much. How could God possibly love me through these choices that, that I've made here? And um, I just thought that was a little bit of a paradigm shift that even in our sin, we're narcissistic rather than when we mess up, are we really praying for that individual that maybe you made a horrible choice with or that, you know, the people around us that now we might um, be bringing down or not really reflecting Christ the way we should because of those choices to be praying for those people that right. are seeing this remnant. And I, I just think that's really interesting. So in Holly's character, um, it does, does she seem to come across that way where, uh, in that, you know, in that whole being a victim, is she seeing it from a bigger picture or how are you? Well, her, her main focus now has shifted from herself to her baby. And, you know, she used to be a party girl and, and just do everything from impulse. And now she's trying to uh, redefine her life and structure it around being a mom and I think that's, you know, that's when most of us kind of change from being complete narcissists to, um, you know, thinking of others is when we become parents, you know, and suddenly this little person is the most important thing in our lives. Um, but, you know, I think what you said is really interesting because sometimes even in our repentance, we're being narcissistic because, yes. you know, when I repented, I wanted to feel better. You know, I wanted to have peace. I wanted to get that burden of sin off of me. And, um, you know, so in, even in that way, I think I was being kind of narcissistic there. Well, and that's, that's why, you know, here I am midlife realizing that, like it just, that was such an eye opening, you know, to hear that, that, even in our sin, like you said, in repenting, I mean, we've all done that where it's yeah. about us feeling good. It's like, okay, God, I'm begging you, show up for me, 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 but, me. But see, I think that's fine with God because, um, you know, he, he tells us, you know, that his burden is light. You know, he tells us to come to him with our cares, that he cares for us. He tells us, you know, that we don't need to be crushed beneath our burdens. Um, so, you know, he, God knows that about us, you know, he's the one who wired us. He knows that we're going to be selfish primarily. Um, we're going to be desperately wicked, you know, our deeds are like filthy rags, but that does not disgust him and it doesn't surprise him about us. He knows all of that. Um, and he still has big plans for us. I just think that's a wonderful picture of God's grace and and redemption. Absolutely. Well, you know, in, in your in your character, I like how you said I I got to author her life, and um, you know, just how fun that is to to create somebody, and then um, you you know, you, we talked about the messiness in her life, and then just the consequences, and yeah, you you know, you do it in such a graceful, loving way. And a lot of times, we, you know, people and we all have done things and, and you, you're trying to get past whatever that mess was that you, that you, you know, that used to define you, but doesn't define you anymore. And you've moved past it and, you know, you ask God for forgiveness and, to, you know, to, 
transform your hired and, you know, taking this journey. But sometimes there are always the others, those people, and we, you know, we know who those people are, that want to still keep us stuck in that place of messiness. They don't want to see us um, as redeemed and healed, you know, and on the healing journey. And so they still have these perceptions of us that they want to keep and keep bringing us back to that place. Um, how yeah. do you, how do you, and how do you help Holly overcome people's perceptions of her to allow her to keep going forward with confidence and seeing herself as redeemed and as loved and as valued? Well, in Holly's case, um, she has two sisters and a brother, and um, they are all Christians, and she considers them super Christians, even though they're not. And I've shown that in previous books in the series. But, um, you know, she just always feels as if they're going to judge her. Even when they're not, she's sure they're going to, you know. And so, you know, everything she does is sort of informed by that. And, um, you know, I think in some cases a person like Holly needs to show the same grace to the family members that they've shown to her when she's messed up, you know. And so that's really hard to do. But, you know, you just you have to keep your focus on Christ and not on these people who have ideas about you. In Holly's case, um, the father of the baby, who she hasn't told that she was pregnant, he winds up coming into her life, finding out about the baby, and he is wanted for murder. And he winds up taking her and the baby hostage out of desperation. And things just escalate from there. And it's, you know, it's sort of Holly's past catching up with her. But, um, you know, it brings her and the baby into danger. And, you know, we don't, the reader doesn't know if, if this guy is a good guy or a bad guy. <laughs> and so it just gets, um, the, it blows way up. And so um, I hope it's a page turner for people. But at the same time, I want them to see, you know, the confusion and the desperation in people who have made wrong choices and can't seem to find their way out of them. Well, I got to say that this book does sound very intriguing. And what I appreciate just listening to you talk that, um, first of all, you sound like an incredible storyteller. And obviously you're in a place where God is using you huge and in your, you know, that, that sweet spot, we like to say, but I like how you're not afraid and you do tackle just, um, we like to say, you know, we, you hit something when you, you can, you can verbalize what people are thinking, but they're afraid to say out loud. And it sounds like you're hitting those emotions, those things that people wrestle with in their in their life, but they're afraid to verbalize to other people. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm feeling on this, or I'm afraid of this. And, you know, so many times we are afraid to voice that because we're afraid of what other people's reactions, and sometimes right. so. And you seem to address those issues. So, like, I, and I like books that do that. When you're reading it and, you're, and it causes you to think, and then you flip the page, and then it's being addressed. You're like, oh, yeah. okay, good. yeah. And yeah. I, I so appreciate that because the the realness, because then you can totally identify and get lost in it and go, okay, I'm not alone. And it sounds right. like through your character of Holly, you help the reader feel like I am not alone in this. Though my circumstances may be different, the core of it is still the same. Um, we just have a couple minutes. And again, Terry, thank you for joining our show and taking time out of your busy schedule and just sharing just your heart and your journey. Can you just um, let our, our listeners know how to find you 
And yes. give us kind of a glimpse and a teaser into what you are working on and what it's coming out next. Yeah, they can join me at terryblackstock.com and at tblackstock is my Facebook page and Terry Blackstock as uh, my Twitter handle. And um, I'm working on a new book, a new series. I've just finished the first one. And, it, you know, if they kind of connect with me, they'll be able to, I'll be able to keep them updated about uh, release dates. That is, that, I know that people are going to want to follow and, and listen to this and, you know, your, your books. And, okay, we just want to ask you, too, in just a couple minutes that we have left, um, as you're writing in the process of, you know, developing characters and developing storylines, how, do, how does that affect you personally as an author and as a writer? Well, it's therapy. <laughs> And the the way I write books that relate to people that people relate to is is that I'm going through some of these things in my own life, and God has a way of taking me through through these journeys. And then I I think, well, what's the purpose of this? And then I I think, well, maybe my reader needs to know this, or maybe they need they're going through it. So I always find a way to sort of translate it into my books and. Um, so it's therapy for me. I work through a lot of stuff as I'm writing. Do you have that place where you go and, and that is your place to just to, to write and to be in, in the zone, so to speak? Or do you find, I mean, where's your best place for inspiration? I, well, I get inspiration everywhere, but I have a, a wonderful office that, that is very comfortable for me to work in and I sometimes go sit in my car and and write with the windows down and just uh sit in the car with my computer and and you know type away um just anything that can can keep things flowing you know I just move around a lot well that's the thing because you know you sit down Patty and I talk about you know we sit down to write even blogs how sometimes you know and and blogs are you know just so short full things but you just get that block and you're like they're hard to write (laughs) Yes, and I'm staring at a blank screen, and it's like it's just overcoming that. But I like how you, you go sit, you know, in your car, which we can't in Arizona do too often without getting over <laughs> yeah, with the windows. Yeah. Well, there are time, I'm in Mississippi, so there are times of the year when I can't do that. But when it's spring I, and, and fall, I can. Do you have, like, okay, we just have just a few seconds. Do you have a writing season? Are you always writing? I'm, I'm always writing. I've, I'm pretty much doing it all the time. Well, again, Terry, we want to thank you just for joining our show, and we just want to encourage our, our listeners to go out and to, you know, first of all, to follow you and follow what you're doing and to get your newest book, Twisted Innocence. And um, I think we'll all learn a lot through the character of Holly, though our circumstances may be different. So just thank you for um, taking us on a journey with you and with Holly. And I know that, you know, we learned so much through just other people's story and other people's lives. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back continuing our conversation of remembering when and a land far, far away and all of those things. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriended. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Wanna have a 
My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. This is the TokiNet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Are you ready to start rocking that woohoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woohoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back. We, we started out the show talking about why we like fairy tales so much. And um, Lisa, I think you, you responded with because it takes us out of that reality for a little while. And, and so many times, you know, we, we all have that, I don't know, maybe from as a little girl where we are going to live happily ever after. Nobody told us there would be all these trials and tribulations. You just all of a sudden hit those trials and tribulations. And I, I think it's good to focus on that it is a choice to have that happily ever after. And it does begin uh, right now, and I, I know we've d- discussed the the happily ever after on um, just the victim mentality. That's it's easy when things are going wrong in your life, and maybe you just heard some um, bad news. It might be about your health. It might be about your your children, um, your husband, and uh, just to stay focused on on Christ. And many times when you're in that deep dark pain, it can sound like such a cliche, but getting out of that victim mentality and seeing the victory, like she said, um, our last guest, Terry, talking about the book that she creates this character, Holly, um, to be able to not get stuck, to be able to not feel disgusted by, um, you know, thinking, oh, God's going to be so disappointed, uh, but to be able to move on and, and get past that. Well, and, you know, I, I, there's so many things that Terry said. And, I, again, remind our listeners, you know, Terry um, Blackstock and just amazing. She's, she's just um, authored some amazing books and, and her plots and, you know, the storyline. And she's a great storyteller. But, you know, I like how um, 
you know, we just, she just talked about, you know, the messiness of life and how it's easy a lot of times to categorize uh, parts of our life and go, this doesn't have anything to do with this part of my life, but really to see our whole life is fluid and see the bigger picture of our life and that God does redeem those parts of our lives that we want to forget or categorize, but, you know, just moving through them and, and to those places where, you know, we can live and, you know, fairy tales still do, you know, they're, they're still happily ever after endings to get to that place. It may not look like we want, may not happen like we want. And, um, but like you said, um, Patty, it's like, it's, it's a choice. You have to choose that. I'm going to let, not let this part of my life define me. I'm going to move forward and to that, to, you know, to, to walk where, you know, where God's calling us. He doesn't want us to stay stuck there and be that person. And I, and I think so many times it is significant to go back and to remember when, but also, um, to remember when and to see the progress. So a lot of times we don't even see our own journey and our own progress that we've made and say, I am not that person that I once was. I, I really have grown. And when you're just caught up in living your own life, it's hard to see that. And so yeah. it's just good to even do that with somebody else. Like, like we were saying, we we're doing it yesterday together because we don't always remember parts of our life. And somebody has to say, well, I remember when you did this. So it's like, sometimes it's good to find a trusted friend or family member and go, can we just kind of go down memory lane? And you just kind of, you know, some things that remember, because I don't remember. Some things are fuzzy. Well, and I think too, and you, when you're looking at your life and going, you know, I, I've been in a funk for a, a while here that it's, it's just the, the simple things to reflect to, I, I just had a conversation with my daughters in um, even just the television shows that you're watching, or um, I, I know I have friends that spend a lot of time on Facebook and Instagram, and they can um, get just in that place where you're, you, once again, you're seeing the Cinderella on everybody else's face, it, just that visual of, you know, we've talked about that, everybody else's highlights, but it's like you look at, oh, they're doing this on spring break, and they're going to the beach, and they're going to Mexico, and they're, and, you know, maybe it's time to check out of that for a little while, unplug and not keep looking at everybody else's enchanted, you know, Cinderella ball, and, uh, and we spend so much time, you know, looking at the television and look at and reflect and go, how many sitcoms am I watching? How many reruns a year ago when I watched these shows, did it better me? Am I really challenging myself with these shows or am I just, I mean, it's okay to have recreation obviously, but if you're, you know, continuously on these um, binges, you know, Netflix binge. Okay, don't and now you're, don't you're mess with my Downton Abbey. Don't mess with Downton Abbey. Okay. Well, and at least you're watching it the first time. I know people that are watching that for the second and third time. Yeah. So yeah, you just, it's, it, you know, yeah. If you're walking away going, you know what? I learned something from that. Like it challenged me or, you know, maybe it's, it's a history lesson, whatever. If you can walk away and go, yeah, that benefits me as a person then yes, but I just think you have to um, really reflect on that as well. And maybe, I know, Lise, you keep telling me how many books I read. And so um, last week I went through and made it easy because I'm on um, Audible so you mm -hmm. can see the books that you have. I went through and I wrote down every single book that I've been reading 
And I was able to average it out that I read two and a half books a month. And the thing about that, I go, okay, that's really kind of cool. I've never done that before because now I can challenge myself to even stretch it, you know, maybe even read more. But what, the funny thing about it is I went through and went, how many of these books in the last year have I really grown from? Like, has it been truly beneficial? And out of the, like, you know, 44 books that I had there, um, you know, there was probably five that I can honestly say, okay, this was a significant life-changing experience in reading it. So that was good for me. I just challenged myself to go, okay, add a few more books that are going to be challenging for me to read in there. Yeah. Well, sometimes I think it's just fun to get lost in a book and to get lost in a show that's good. And just um, because life can be so intense and, um, and heavy sometimes. And I think sometimes it's good to have a little mental break and things. But like you said, is, you know, kind of see where the balance is. And I don't even like that word balance too much, but um, <laughs> talk about we don't like to balance ourselves very much. Yeah. yeah. No, not too much because it's like, really, what is balance, you know? Right. Um, but it, I just think finding that, that place where you go, I, I, can, I can thrive here, you know. I can do a little bit more than surviving maybe. And thriving is not, you know, this land of make-believe. But it's like I can, I can do okay here with this balance, that we're, you know, this kind of diversity that's, that's going on in my life. And I think that is a constant, a, a constant challenge. And, and um, I, I know that I'm reading through, like, um, we talked, you talked about the story and, and reading through and so many times in the Bible, you just, they, they always go, remember when, remember when this happened and remember when you did this. And I know they didn't have so much of the written stuff. So they had to keep telling the stories and, and remembering when, but I just don't think we do that enough. And, um, and that, that was such a great exercise. I know we keep saying that yesterday to go and remember when and walk down those things. And it, um, and it helps you realize that, okay, I can see where I've grown, but I also can see that, wow, that was, that was kind of cool, those experiences. And sometimes we're so busy, busy living life in the moment that we don't breathe it in and we don't reflect on the significance of that moment. And sometimes it takes looking backwards to um, really understand the significance of a moment because we miss it in, in the present a lot well, of times. You know, I, I wrote this um, in our postcard that goes out, but it was funny because in our, in our week, week of enchantment, we were driving down the road and uh, all of a sudden coming the opposite direction, we see a woman jump out of her car and she was, she was all dressed up and, and uh, we saw her run around, and she had her iPhone, and she just snapped a picture. And it's this beautiful, the prickly pear cactus when they're blossoming, the, the purple flowers. And then she jumped and you know ran back in her car. And Paris and I just looked at each other, and we started laughing. And we thought, okay, that was really cool to watch someone see something and go, I have got to stop. This is a memory making moment. I've got to capture this picture because it's just, it, it, it's stunning. I mean, the purple flowers, for those of you who live in Arizona, you see them out here if you live in the desert. But if you don't live in Arizona, it they are majestic. And it, it's just to see someone capture that it's stopping and and making sure that we do some of those crazy things. And I, I love that um, Dr. Seuss quote, I like nonsense. It wakes up the brain cells. Fantasy is a necessary ingredient in living. It's a way of looking at life through the wrong end of a telescope, which is what I do. And that enables you to laugh at life's realities. 
And um, I know you and I, we, we of course love Dr. Seuss, but to be able to take those moments and be it looking at the wrong end of a telescope or snapping a beautiful prickly pear purple flower cactus um, to make sure you're taking those moments and doing that. Well, and it's easy to miss the moments. And like we said, to get so caught up in, in living life and the busyness of life that you're missing, it's just passing you by and just taking time to breathe, you know, just to slow down um, from the crazy schedules that we all live and just um, take it in. And like you said, from that lady just stopping and going, I see something amazing that caught my attention. I get it. You know, I want to take a picture. And we're so busy with, you know, with um, with our Instagrams and all of our, you know, we can take pictures so easy that we're so busy taking the pictures that we're not, we're not looking really what's in our pictures. Absolutely. And, and, and pondering that and going that that's an amazing moment right there. And we just keep snapping and moving forward, snapping and posting, snapping and posting. And so, um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes it's like, are we really looking at really what's in what we just snapped and going, what is the significance of this picture and what's in this picture and who's in this picture? And I said, I guess going to kind of end on this yesterday. I was sharing with you a little bit. Um, my grandson who's six years old, had a fun run at the, at his school. And so uh, I went and I, it was, it was one of those magical moments because they it had it so organized. They, the kids ran this little, little course and the principal there dressed up as a rock star because the theme was rock on. And she said, you know, if they get so many pledges, I'll dress up. Do you see this principal dress up as a rock star? You crazy, crazy thing, having fun with the kids. She's dancing and grooving because music's blasting. Frozen came on, you know, and all the kids start singing as they're going. It was just one of those. Everybody's engaged with it in the moment and it's fun. And these kids are smiling and Teachers are having fun. They're interacting. They're encouraging. They have all these encouraging words and, and music and pumping them up. And I thought, you know what? This is an incredible moment. This is life. And this is what we need to be experiencing more. It's just these moments of life, doing life together, generations, having fun, and getting lost in the moment, which is what I did. So Absolutely. we just want to encourage you today to go find a moment, get lost in the moment, and embrace the moment, and then remember the moment and share it with somebody else. Have a great day. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show.